0: Section 3 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 8, September 1897. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The Great Unmapped Areas on the Earth's Surface Awaiting the Explorer and Geographer by J. Scott Kelty, L.L.D., Secretary to the Royal Geographical Society editor of the geographical journal and of the statesman's yearbook etc etc we meet this year in exceptional circumstances thirteen years ago the british association met for the first time in a portion of the empire beyond the limits of the british islands during these thirteen years much has happened of the greatest interest to geographers and if i attempted to review the progress which has been made during these years, progress in the exploration of the globe, progress in geographical research, progress in geographical education. I could not hope to do it to any purpose in the short time during which it would be right for a president to monopolize the attention of the section. But we have, at the same time, reached another stage in our history, which naturally leads us to take stock of our progress in the past. We have, all of us, been celebrating the 60th year of the glorious reign of the Sovereign, of whose vast dominions Canada and the United Kingdom form integral parts. The progress made during that period in our own Department of Science has been immense. It would take volumes to tell what has been done for the exploration of the globe. The great continent of Africa has practically been discovered. For 60 years ago, almost all but its rim was a blank. In 1837, enormous areas in North America were unexplored, and much of the interior of South America was unknown. In all parts of Asia, vast additions have been made to our knowledge. The maps of the interior of that continent were 60 years ago of the most diagrammatic character. The Australian interior was nearly as great a blank as that of Africa. New Zealand had not even been annexed. Need I remind you of the great progress which has been made during the period, both in the North and South Polar areas, culminating in the magnificent achievement of Dr. Nansen? It was just 60 years ago that the great Antarctic expedition under Sir James Ross was being organized. Since that, alas, little or nothing has been done to follow up his work. Sixty years ago, the science of oceanography, even the term, did not exist. It is the creation of the victorian era and may be said almost to have had its origin in the voyage of the challenger which added a new domain to our science and opened up inexhaustible fields of research i have thought then that the most useful and most manageable thing to do on the present occasion will be to indicate briefly what in my estimation are some of the problems which geography has to attack in the future only taking such glances at the past as will enable us to do this intelligibly. Asia Turning to the continent of Asia, we find that immense progress has been made during the past 60 years. In the presidential address given 60 years ago, Mr. Hamilton says of Asia, we have only a general knowledge of the geographical character of the Burman, Chinese, and Japan empires. The innumerable islands of the latter are still, except occasionally, inaccessible to European navigators. Geographers hardly venture on the most loose description of Tibet, Mongolia, or Chinese Tartary, Siam, and Cochin, China. Since then, the Survey of India, one of the greatest enterprises undertaken by any state, has been completed and is being rapidly extended over Burma. But i need not remind you in detail of the vast changes that have taken place in asia during these years and the immense additions that have been made to our knowledge of its geography exploring activity in asia is not likely to cease though it is not to be expected that its inhospitable center will ever be so carefully mapped as have been the mountains of switzerland the most important desiderata so far as pioneer exploration in asia is concerned may be said to be confined to two regions in southern and central arabia there are tracts which are entirely unexplored it is probable that this unexplored region is in main a sandy desert at the same time it is in the south at least fringed by a border of mountains whose slopes are capable of rich cultivation and whose summits the late mr theodore bent found On his last and fatal journey to be covered with snow in exploration as in other directions it is the unexpected that happens and if any traveler cared to face the difficulties physical political and religious which might be met with in southern and central arabia he might be able to tell the world a surprising story the other region in asia where real pioneer work still remains to be done is tibet and the mountainous districts bordering it on the north and east lines of exploration have in recent years been run across tibet by russian explorers like projevolsky by rockhill prince henry of orleans and bonvalo by bower littledale welby and malcolm from the results obtained by these explorers we have formed a fair idea of this the most extensive the highest and the most inhospitable plateau in the world a few more lines run in well selected directions would probably supply geography with nearly all she wants to learn about such a region though more minute exploration would probably furnish interesting details as to its geological history the forbidden city the region lying to the north of the himalayan range and to the south of the parallel of lhasa is almost a blank on the map and there is ample room here for the enterprising pioneer the forbidden city of lhasa is at present the goal of several adventures though as a matter of fact we cannot have much to learn in addition to what has been revealed in the interesting narrative of the native indian traveler chandra das the magnificent mountain region on the north and east of tibet furnishes a splendid field for the enterprising explorer Mrs Bishop recently approached it from the east through Sichuan and her description of the romantic scenery and the interesting non-mongolian inhabitants leaves us with a strong desire to learn more on the southeast of tibet is the remarkable mountainous region consisting of a series of lofty parallel chains through which run the upper waters of the yangtze the mekong the salween and the irrawaddy this last named river recent exploration has shown probably does not reach far into the range but it will be seen by a glance at a map that the upper waters of the other rivers are carried far into the heart of the mountains but these upper river courses are entirely conjectural and have given rise to much controversy there is plenty of work here for the explorer though the difficulties physical and political are great but besides these great unexplored regions there are many blanks to be filled up in other parts of asia in regions which though known in a general way would well repay careful examination there is the mountain track between the zarif shan river and the middle course of the sarkab tributary of the oxus and the country lying between that and the oxus there is the great taklamakan desert in chinese or eastern turkestan part of which has recently been explored by russian expeditions and by that young and indefatigable swedish traveller dr sven hedden it is now one of the most forbidding deserts to be found anywhere but it deserves careful examination as there are evidences of its once having been inhabited and that at no very remote period it is almost surrounded by the tarim and on its eastern edge lies lobnor the remarkable changes in which have been the subject of recent investigation as readers of dr nansen's voyage of the fram will remember the siberian coast is most imperfectly mapped of course it is a difficult task but it is one to which the russian government ought to be equal china has on paper the appearance of being fairly well mapped but as a matter of fact our knowledge of its mountain ranges and of its great river courses is to a large extent extremely vague All this awaits careful survey in northeastern manchuria and in many parts of mongolia there are still blanks to be filled up and mountain and river systems to be surveyed in the malay peninsula and in the great array of islands in the east and southeast of asia sumatra borneo the philippines much work still remains to be done thus for the coming century there will be abundance of work for explorers in asia and plenty of material To occupy the attention of our geographical societies darkest africa coming to the map of africa we find the most marvellous transformation during the last sixty years and mainly during the last forty years dating from livingstone's memorable journey across the continent though the north of africa was the home of one of the oldest civilizations and though on the shores of the mediterranean phoenicians carthaginians Greeks and Romans were at work for centuries. It has only been within the memory of many of us that the center of the continent, from the Sahara to the confines of Cape Colony, has ceased to be an unexplored blank. This blank has been filled up with bewildering rapidity. Great rivers and lakes and mountains have been laid down in their main features, and the whole continent, with a few unimportant exceptions, has been parceled out among the powers of Europe but much still remains to be done ere we can form an adequate conception of what is in some respects the most interesting and the most intractable of the continents many curious problems still remain to be solved the pioneer work of exploration has to a large extent been accomplished lines have been run in all directions the main features have been blocked out but between these lines the broad meshes remain to be filled in and to do this will require many years of careful exploration however there still remain one or two regions that afford scope for the adventurous pioneer to the south of abyssinia and to the west and northwest of lake rudolph on to the upper nile is a region of considerable extent which is still practically unknown again in the western sahara there is an extensive area inhabited mainly by the intractable poorigs into which no one has been able to penetrate and of which our knowledge is extremely scanty even in the central sahara there are great areas which have not been traversed while in the libyan desert much remains to be done these regions are of interest almost solely from the geographical and geological standpoints but they deserve careful investigation not only that we may ascertain their actual present condition but in order also that we may try to discover some clues to the past history of this interesting continent. Still, it must be said that the great features of the continent have been so fully mapped during the last half century that what is required now is mainly the filling in of the details. This is a process that requires many hands and special qualifications. All over the continent there are regions which will repay special investigation quite recently an english traveller mr cowper found not far from the tripoli coast miles of magnificent ruins and much to correct on our maps if only the obstructiveness of the turkish officials could be overcome there is a rich harvest for any one who will go to work with patience and intelligence even the interior of morocco and especially the atlas mountains are but little known the french in both tunis and algeria are extending our knowledge southward efforts of the powers all the powers who have taken part in the scramble for africa are doing much to acquire a knowledge of their territories germany especially deserves praise for the persistent zeal with which she has carried out the exploration of her immense territories in east and west africa the men she sends out are unusually well qualified for the work capable not simply of making a running survey as they proceed and taking notes on country and people but of rendering a substantial account of the geology the fauna the flora and the economic conditions both in the french and the british spheres good work is also being done and the map of africa is being gradually filled up but what we especially want now are men of the type of dr j w gregory whose book on the Great Rift Valley is one of the most valuable contributions to African geography ever made. If men of this stamp would settle down in regions like that of Mount Ruwenzori or Lake Rudolph or the region about Lakes Bangweolo and Tanganyika or in the Atlas or in many other regions that could be named, the gains to scientific geography as well as to the economic interests of Africa would be great an example of work of this kind is seen in the discoveries made by a young biologist trained in geographical observation mr moore on lake tanganyika there he found a fauna which seems to afford a key to the past history of the center of the continent a fauna which mr moore maintains is essentially of a salt-water type mr moore i believe is inclined to maintain that the ancient connection of this part of africa with the ocean was not by the west, as Joseph Thompson surmised, but by the north, through the great rift valley of Dr. Gregory, and he strongly advocates the careful examination of Lake Rudolph as the crucial test of his theory. It is to be hoped that he or someone equally competent will have an opportunity of carrying out an investigation likely to provide results of the highest importance. Climate of the Country But there are other special problems connected with this, the most backward and the most repellent of continents, which demand serious investigation, problems essentially geographical. One of the most important of these, from the point of view of the development of Africa, is the problem of acclimatization. The matter is of such prime importance that a committee of the Association has been at work for some years collecting data as to the climate of tropical Africa. In a general way, we know that the climate is hot and the rainfall scanty. Indeed, even the geographers of the ancient world believed that central Africa was uninhabitable on account of its heat. But science requires more than generalities, and therefore we look forward to the exact results which are being collected by the committee referred to with much hope. We can only go to work experimentally until we know precisely what we have to deal with. It will help us greatly to solve the problem of acclimatization when we have the exact factors that go to constitute the climate of tropical africa at present there is no doubt that the weight of competent opinion that is opinion of those who have had actual experience of african climate and of those who have made a special study of the effects of that climate on the human constitution is that the white men if they take due precautions may live and do certain kinds of work in tropical Africa. It will never be possible to colonize that part of the world with people from the temperate zone. This is the lesson taught by generations of experience of Europeans in India. So far also, sad experience has shown that white people cannot hope to settle in Central Africa as they have settled in Canada and the United States and in Australia, And make it a nursery and a home for new generations even in such favorable situations as blantyre a lofty region on the south of lake nyassa children cannot be reared beyond a certain age they must be sent home to england otherwise they will degenerate physically and morally no country can ever become the true home of a people if the children have to be sent away to be reared still it is true our experience in africa is limited it has been maintained that it might be possible to adapt europeans to tropical africa by a gradual process of migration transplant southern europeans to north africa after a generation or two remove their progeny further south and so on edging the succeeding generation further and further into the heart of the continent the experiment a long one it would be might be tried but it is to be feared that the ultimate result Would be a race deprived of all those characteristics which have made europe what it is hidden enemies an able young italian physician dr sambon has recently faced this important problem and has not hesitated to come to conclusions quite opposed to those generally accepted his position is that it has taken us centuries in europe to discover our hidden enemies the microbes of the various diseases to which northern humanity is a prey and to meet them and conquer them in africa we have a totally different set of enemies to meet from lions and snakes down to the invisible organisms that produce those forms of malaria anemia and other diseases characteristic of tropical countries he admits that these are more or less due to heat to the nature of the soil and other tropical conditions but that if once we knew their precise nature and modes of working we should be in a position to meet them and conquer them it may be so but this is a result that could only be reached after generations of experience and investigation and even dr sambone admits that the ultimate product of european acclimatisation in africa would be something quite different from the european progenitors what is wanted is a series of carefully conducted Experiments. I have referred to the Blantyre highlands. In British East Africa, there are plateaus of much greater altitude, and in other parts of Central Africa, there are large areas of 4,000 feet and over above sea level. The world may become so full that we may be forced to try to utilize these lofty tropical regions as homes for white people when Canada and Australia and the United States become overpopulated as one of my predecessors in this chair mr ravenstein tried to show at the Leeds meeting some years ago the population of the world will have more than doubled in a century and about a hundred and eighty years hence will have quadrupled at any rate here is a problem of prime importance for the geographer of the coming century to attack with so many energetic and intelligent white men all over africa it should not be difficult to obtain the data which might help towards its solution. End of Section 3